Hi everyone and welcome to a shorter episode of the Chobo Football Podcast. Today we'll be talking about the European Super League. Um, my name is Jamal Kocheng and I'm joined by Mark Kinyanjui. And Alexander Ngomeng. Yeah. Um, hi, hi Mark and hi Alex. Um, hey guys, um, I'm, I'm good. Uh, it's good to be back. Um, and let's hope... Uh, We'll have fun as we do whatever we do today. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for coming on. And Alex, you can just um, yeah, introduce be, yourself. Yeah, I'm Alex and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I look forward to having fun. It's always fun talking about football and it's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much thank for you. coming on. Um, so now we will start with We'll start with, with the, the European Super League. We'll start with um, Project Big Picture, which perhaps was done by some Premier League teams so that they can get a few matches and a few funds. Well, they're not really worried about the funds from the Premier League as much since they'll get a large share of it from the European Super League. So yes. basically, on the, on the 12th or the 11th of October, um, EFL chairman Rick Parry leaked that uh, leaked project big picture basically. It involved yeah. um, getting rid of the EFL Cup, um, mm. making the Premier League 18 teams with a team yeah. in 16th involved in the championship playoffs, uh, yeah. giving the big six alongside Everton, Southampton and West Ham special voting rights and only yes. six out of nine of them need to vote for one thing so that it's accepted. Yeah. Um, which is a huge change from currently where it requires 14 out of 20 teams to yeah. vote yeah. for a decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, well, it wasn't only to, to their favor since um, to sweeten the deal, they would restructure the distribution of the Premier League TV rights, uh, yeah. which will mean 25% of the TV rights will, will go to the lower tiers, including uh, the Vanorama League, League Two and the, the Women's Premier League. Yeah. Um, and it involved getting rid of parachute payments, for the, which are basically three-year payments for the clubs which are relegated from the Premier League. And this yeah. would help the championship team since they won't necessarily have to spend as much on wages and transfers to try compete with the, with yeah. the teams that, that just went down. So, mm-hmm. um, Mark, what do you think about uh, Project Big Picture? Um, okay, for one, personally, I knew it was going to accelerate. There was talk of Project Big Picture. I, I think the, the, the whole idea started coming into into discussion at uh, around 2013-2014, if I'm not wrong, the European Super League at least. But for the big picture, yeah. um, early, early rumors and discussions started taking place maybe around towards the end of 2016 and the start of 2017 there, because I remember reading articles on that a while back ago. Um, but, you know, at the time, it was going to be practically impossible because, you know, COVID um, had not um, started up. Okay, COVID had not come. So, like, 
um you know before then there were there were there were there, there, were, there was no this situation where like you know um, fans were banned from attending the 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 matches there was no lockdown um we didn't expect that a global a global pandemic like this was going to come and like um affect the world as a whole rather than football alone um we know that many people have had to lose their jobs um and um of course um it was going to be a matter of when not if um this story of project big picture would come into 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 the frame you know so um personally for me um I'd, I'd see it as a as a case where it's a case of a glass half full and a glass half empty in the sense that um yes these teams will benefit financially because EFL has been hit hard um we know that um, league 1 and league 2 and the Varanama conference had to be shut down last season um i know the championship resumed for obvious reasons because we needed to know if teams will get promoted or not but you know um those leagues were hit financially because um those games had to be cancelled like i think i think um for the promotion of like teams from league 1 into the championship and teams from league 2 into the champion into the league 1 um i think they had to go into playoffs at wembley or something mm-hmm. and then that's how we put in like we comp getting promoted into the championship and then um other teams that i don't really remember being promoted into league 1 um because there was no money to sort of like fund um these matches and we know that um this this um these leagues are not televised a lot Yeah. Um so um it's a situation where the EFL is having to borrow cash from the Premier League but it's coming at a cost because um the Premier League clubs want more power because they're in a position of power because they're the ones who are actually funding these leagues. Um personally for me um yes it's beneficial to these small clubs but mm-hmm. to in terms of history of clubs like um i was i was i was looking somewhere and they were they were saying that you know a lot of history um is going to be disregarded a team like everton has won like nine league titles before um teams like aston villa have won the champions league uh, or the um, champions cup on okay before it was rebranded in 1992 yeah. um that means historically um these teams are better um done teams like arsenal or even man city who've never won a champions cup or something you know so um in terms of like looking at at um at the history of a club or what jose mourinho was talking about during a rant two years ago on football heritage it's not going to look good but in terms of like you know saving teams like like saving teams in league 1 or league 2 which are you know which um in financial sort of like stranglement or something um we've seen in a, a situation where like berry and even bolton um were at a place where they sort of like had to be declared null and void but bolton was saved it was it was saved from going into I don't know for lack of better words I think those teams were dissolved or something but Bolton was not so yeah. um, yes it's going to be beneficial to these teams without money but for 
purposes of football heritage and stuff, I don't think it's going to look good. And then again, um, the the league itself, it's going to it's going to sort of like, you know, uh, become sort of like um, it's going to stop being entertaining. You know, uh, moving on to the European Super League. Um, I saw somewhere the founder members of the Super League won't be relegated for like the first 20 years. Yeah. So, as well, like you want to go watch a game and entertain yourself, um, have that sort of like motivation and to win a trophy won't be there anymore. So, it's going to be a situation where um, the team that finishes bottom of that of that league and the team that finishes second, there won't be a difference because there will be no relegation or something. So um, that's why I'm looking at it as a case of a glass half full, a glass half empty. Yeah, definitely. And um, Alex, what do you think about Project Big Picture? Looking at the Project Big Picture, it is evident that the the thing which came about to bring this Project Big Picture is the problem with the financial support for the smaller clubs most especially the, the like Mark has said the league one league two and uh, the provincial leagues were stopped after the hit of the coronavirus this means that the leagues were stopped and the teams had no cash to support the the matches Unlike the championship and the Premier League, the TV rights at least help them a little bit. Comparing to the cash, the other week Manchester United released their their financial year receipts and everything. They said that they had a loss of about 70 million in due to the lack of funds coming to the pitch. And when you compare that to a team like, let's say the the example he has given, Wycombe, well, the ones who are promoted to the to the championship last season, there are, there are no TV rights for the, for them. So if they have no cash for, from the fans, that means that they will be affected as the players and the team and everything. The big picture will help promote promote the financial status of the teams and the leagues because they said they. In the NFL, yeah. Say the chairman said that the he, the teams are in consensus to the big picture, but the problem came when they had to reduce the number of teams. Like he's saying that they are going to reduce the Premier League teams to eighteen. Yeah, that is not even logical, man. Having eighteen <laughs> Premier League teams in the many we are used to twenty teams. This is unlike like teams in other leagues. Eighteen teams. There's no competition as compared to the Premier League. You know that if we have 20 teams, we means more matches and uh, more competition compared to 18 teams. And uh, with 18 teams, it means that the last position, the last two will be relegated, and the third will have to play a playoff match with the number three of the of the lower of the championship. Yeah. That does not even make sense. According to me, I don't think that is much. It's something to be considered. But considering the the way the corona has hit, I think they will go forward with the big picture. But changing the fact that the teams are going to be reduced. And another thing is that they are bearing in mind the big teams. 
big teams are being many big you are evaluating a big team in terms of financial status and uh, fan base if you go back to trophies uh, teams like nottingham forest people who have won the european cup they have won the league newcastle but because they have lower financial status they are being considered as a minor team compared to a team like manchester city manchester city are not if we go to history and about titles manchester city ain't a big club because if you say a big club newcastle is a much bigger club than manchester city the likes of blackburn rovers blackburn rovers are bigger than manchester city in terms of titles but yeah. because of the financial status they are being considered as a big team that's why they are also considering the super league the european super league they are considering the european super league because of the financial status they are saying it will be made of 12 teams from the four big mini four big leagues in europe which is uh, germany spain england and mini and france maybe and italy mini but if you go, you see you talk about a big team a big team should be talked on the basis of their titles not the financial support because like for example the other in anime they said that newcastle was going to be bought by the arabs the prince of saudi arabia but the premier league refused that move because of the financial money support which the arabs are going to bring they are they are saying that it was going to destroy not only the market but the also it will be a threat to the bigger teams which are the manchester city liverpool man city and arsenal so according to me i won't also support the super league the european super league because they said the the, the problem with the european super league is that any it was it was started by the one karl heinz rummenigge in 2015 Man- bayern munich were not winning the uefa champions league back then they were only competing and losing in the semi finals like three times in a row uh, they were losing in the semi finals rummenigge came about the super league whereby they created the league and uh, the for the the teams which are going to join the super league were going to stay there for 20 years before the first relegation happened of which uh, if you take like the four teams from premier league let's say manchester city liverpool man city arsenal and chelsea for example and take them to the super league what will be left of the premier league i also think that is not good at all yeah and um i definitely do think that um the top 6 in the premier league they perceive that um like how the tv rights are, are distributed like i saw that there was only a zero uh point something uh difference between uh the team at at the bottom of, of the league and the team at the top mm-hmm. which um i th- i think like the, the majority of people who want to watch the premier league they want to watch the the big sides the man united the liverpools the arsenals and yeah. i think they saw that um since they wouldn't be getting the value for money they would join the european super league which i will just go into right now um the european super league is backed by fifa um it could start as early as 
2022. Um, I saw somewhere that the the contract between UEFA and the ECA would end in 2024. So it will most likely yeah. be a replacement for the Champions League in, 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 instead of a replacement for the domestic league. Mm-hmm. Then um, there would be a $6 billion funding package. Uh, JP Morgan is linked with that. Um, mm-hmm. The league will have 16 or 18 teams with 12 or more founding members, which will most likely feature the Premier League Big Six, Real, mm-hmm. Barca, Bayern, Juve, PSG, and I guess yeah. AC Milan might be there. Um, the teams will play home and away, and it'll finish with playoffs to determine the winners, much like the MLS, which, to be honest, I don't really understand why they do that. But it's yeah. but since it's kind of led by Liverpool and United, who have American owners, I think that makes sense to them. So, um, Alex, what do you think about the European Super League and how it might impact because- football? Yeah, before before I even answer that, uh, may I ask, is the mini the American League? Yeah. Con, con, nini, nini, con, has the Western and Eastern Conference. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, right? Yeah. Yes. That's uh, it's clear to them to play the playoffs because they have uh, like we have to get the best from this side and the best from the other side to yeah. play the final. Yeah. But how how come they say you just have to play playoffs to get a winner from a league which is the same league the teams have faced each other? So like like the MLS they play the first eight teams. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, the first yeah. eight teams. So the only thing you're going to do there is to fight for the number eight position. Yeah. And which I think it will lose every the love of football will be will be deteriorating because uh, there won't be any competition in my th- in I mean it, in my view there won't be any competition mm-hmm. because in, in like in the Premier League for I mean, fighting for the UEFA Champions League position you have to fight until the number four yeah. top four yeah I mean, now you are from a top four competition to a top eight actually if if that is not a little bit out of hand, I don't think it can even work. <laughs> and uh, what about you, Mark? And then again, and then again, um, you know, um, if you look at these teams that are currently in the, um, in contention um to take part in the in the European Super League, um, six already are English teams. So that yeah, means, yeah. um, the English Premier League is the league that's going to be affected most because if you look at France, France only have PSG. And it's yeah. a team that practically didn't exist history-wise in quotes until 2012 during that um, Arabian takeover. And then they takeover. literally appointed Carlo Ancelotti as their first manager of that new era. Um, if you look at, at, at a, a league like uh, Spain, I think it's only... Barcelona and Real Madrid. Um, I don't think Atletico is in that conversation because um, they are not as rich and as powerful as these um, Barca and Real Madrid teams because yeah. historically we know that 
Madrid has always been a team that emphasizes bringing in Galacticos, big name players for a lot of money. If you look at a league like Germany, the only team that's dominant is Bayern Munich because Borussia Dortmund is going to be a guest during the first yeah. season, apparently. Um, if you look at a league like um, Italy, I think it's going to be AC Milan, uh, Juventus, I think, and Inter is actually going to become an honorary guest or something because um, I don't think financially they are where AC Milan and and Juventus are financially, financially. And Juventus themselves this season are struggling. Um, we saw that they struggled to bring in players. Um, they were having to sort of like terminate the contracts of the likes of Higuain um, and Sami Khedira uh, because um, they didn't have enough money to sustain those players. And they struggled to bring in um, new players for Pillow's new project. So um, it's a situation where these teams want to come together uh, because of the money. And then um, I, was, I was looking somewhere. Um, historically, UEFA and FIFA have never really seen eye-to-eye on things. Yeah. Um, yes, this Super League, or rather the Premier League, um, is sort of like backed by Infantino. Uh, but... UEFA are yet to sort of like um, have their say on the whole idea. Um, I think the Champions League is supposed to be restructured in 2024, but yeah. they are proposing that this Super League starts as early as 2022. And I've already spoken about how already six teams are in contention um, to take part in the European Super League. That means the Premier League is going to be affected. And if it's affected, that means these uh, big teams won't be playing domestically. They'll be playing abroad. Um, rather than having to go to trips like Burnley on a cold Tuesday <laughs> night in Burnley, they're going to the class of Paris to play against the likes of Neymar and Mbappe. Um, it's going to be a situation where, like, realistically, David Moyes is going to be challenging for top four with West Ham. <laughs> or <laughs> some, Steve Bruce is going to have a realistic chance of winning the league with Newcastle, you see. So, yeah. you know, it's, it sounds so unrealistic and it's going to be totally unfair on, on a specific league. Uh, we know how well the Premier League has been marketed. Um, before it was a situation where it was, you know, the title was between during the early 2000s and late 90s it, it was a tussle between man united and arsenal man united and arsenal the classic venga and alex ferguson battles the classic roy Keane and vieira battles on the pitch um i think it's a point where um so many people started following the premier league at that point it started becoming marketable and that's where roman abramovich came in with his money and where he was going to be decided between Tottenham and Chelsea, who he was going Chelsea. to pick. And eventually he settled on Chelsea after they yes. they earned um a Champions League place for the next season. Um I think it was the start of the two or three or four season. Um yes. then Oman City with the Arabian takeover in two thousand and eight. Um you're seeing what these owners are trying to do. So if you look at a league like Juventus, you, we know Juventus have been winning Scudettos every year, but they still struggle to bring in players. 
Mm. Um, in the Premier League, you find out that a team like Man United and Arsenal, who are heavily reliant on on match day revenue, um, have been hit hard financially. But still, you're able to see them bringing in the likes of Gabrielin, uh, the likes of Thomas Partey in for £45 million. Pounds. And that's simply because they had money from the TV backing that we are talking about, um, yeah. where every team now um, is earning the same amount of money from TV revenue. And um, a team like Chelsea, yes, they did not, they did not spend in the last three, three windows because of the ban, but at the same time, um, taking their resources aside, you also find out that they have the backing from Roman Abramovich, who's a wealthy owner, and is a Putin stooge who's trying to sort of like impress um, Putin by, you know, owning something in a in a in a country as powerful as the UK. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. the Premier League is going to be affected a lot because it was well marketed. So, I personally, for me, um, even though it might work, I don't think it's going to work eventually because that league is going to be so um, affected given the number of teams that will be participating in the Super League. Yeah. Um, um, on to add to that, Mark, you have, you have just been talking about. Look at about, what about the player transfers. If you create a Super League and uh, let's say a team like Everton is left in the, in the Premier League and you, create, yeah. you take away the Top six clubs. What about if you want to purchase someone like, let's say, for example, someone like DCL? Yes. I think you'll have to go need to take DCL from Everton with about 300 million to take just DCL. <laughs> yeah. That's how, also, the market will be affected a lot because the, other, the teams which will be left in their domestic leagues. they yeah. won't allow their players to go and cheat because they know these teams are getting the money and... Uh, any players coming from a super league to the domestic league won't I don't think there is a player who will allow you will accept a move like just like that. Yeah, and you know, um also adding to the fact that um you know you you've you've spoken about Domi Calvert Lewin wanting to move to to a team in the Super League. Um yeah. we know given his status, given his citizenship, given his English and the fact that he He's a player on the rise and he's a player who has a fantastic future ahead of him. Of course, um, his value is going to, to accelerate. So if someone like a United comes, comes in for him, um, you know, yes, Everton will be getting that amount of money, maybe like that 300 million pounds you are, you're speaking about. But at the same time, a player who's deemed surplus to requirements in, in one of these teams... Would want, of course, to play in in the normal yeah, league because so, it's yeah. going to be. yes, and then um, I don't think it's it should work because I I think the Champions League as it is um, is a fair standard of reflecting where you are in terms of ability in terms of how your team is being coached because um, you are there on merit. Like now, yes. for instance. Everton happened to win the league against all the odds, like Leicester in 2015-16, they are going to be their own merit. But mm. under, under this new um, circumstance that they are proposing, Everton won't be allowed there, which is going to be completely unfair. Um, yeah. Someone making a joke, I was 
looking at a, at a, at a YouTube channel, the Irish guy, you can have a look at HITC. Um, yeah. He was speaking about how Arsenal are apparently being invited as a founder member of this European Super League. And mm-hmm. since 2004, they've not been able to win this league. They've been unable to win a league that Leicester has won since then. You, you get the irony. So, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be, to be fair, personally. Yeah, definitely. Um, but to be honest, as an Everton fan, I wouldn't mind winning the league every season. It's, it's okay with me. <laughs> All right. So, um, do, do, do you guys have anything you want to add on? Um, no, I don't think I have anything to add on. I think we've said everything that needs to be said. Uh, Alex? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. It's uh, so, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And we will catch you on Wednesday for the weekend recap. Hopefully, we'll have an entertaining weekend. Uh, and enjoy your football. Goodbye. Same to you. Goodbye. Have a lovely weekend. And, and I hope, yes, you'll <laughs> enjoy your, your stay. I wanted to speak about FPL, but, you know, we'll more on that later. <laughs>